I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people believe they can have whatever they want and don't care about anybody else. And in today's episode, get ready to shake your heads, guys, because the worst dad ever takes his own daughter to court and sues her for a house that he wants. Guys, the stories are going to leave you shaking your heads more than ever today, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the stories. And subscribe if you haven't. I worked in a gas station as a teenager for two years. I was pretty shy back then and worked with mostly mid-20s guys who were hilarious and great to work with. I love that job. But obviously, dealing with public, you're going to have some weird and annoying stories as you encounter a lot of people. The place I worked at was a small station with a decent shop. It had an automatic coffee machine by the door that actually made pretty good cappuccinos. Now, normally, there would be at least two people working behind the counter. We each got a 15-minute break during long shifts, but if it got busy, you could ring a bell to let them know you needed help. So one day, I was working with one of the guys. He was hilarious. I would always try to be extra polite to aggravated and entitled customers, but this guy, he didn't care. He took no crap from anybody. The guy had worked there too long, and he was also built like a tank, so his attitude was rarely met with much retaliation. So on this day, he was taking his break in the back. And this older woman in her 60s, a Karen walks in. She says, Hello, I'd like a coffee. At that, I say to her, oh, yes, we have a coffee machine right over there. It serves a lot of types of coffee, so just press the button for one you'd like. I smile at her. The Karen then looks at the machine I gestured at, looks back at me and scoffs. Ugh, if I wanted to make my own coffee, I could do that at home. Go make me a cup. Now at this, I'm just staring at her and say, oh, well, I'm sorry, but that's the coffee maker we have. It's not my job to make you a cup of coffee. You just put a cup there and press... She then interrupts me and says, So, are you going to make me a cup of coffee, or are you just going to keep talking? At this, I'm confused, and I say, Oh, well, I'm not supposed to leave the register. I have to. She says, This is ridiculous. I'm a paying customer, and you won't serve me? What do they even pay you for? This is a disgrace. Now, bear in mind, it's a to-go coffee machine. You just place your cup down, press a button, and coffee comes out. I was beyond confused at this point. The Karen storms over to the machine, she presses one of the buttons for a coffee, and she says, Since I'm the one doing your job, there's no way that I'm paying for this. I'm just gonna take my coffee and go, and I'm gonna be telling people about the terrible service here. Now, I didn't know this, but Tank Bro had just wandered out from the back and he'd been listening. He quietly walks between her and the door while the coffee was pouring, and he folds his muscly arms, looking like a nightclub bouncer. Karen turns to walk out with a coffee cup, and she skips the register, heading straight for the door. And my coworker says, I'm sorry, but where the heck do you think you're going? She says, I'm not paying to make my own coffee. He tells her, you are in a gas station. We are not an effing restaurant. Pay for the coffee and get out. She then screams again that she's not paying, and he says, then hand it over. 
She then reluctantly hands him the coffee, to which he takes a swig from it right away and smiles. She storms out screaming at us that she'll have us all fired, and this was one of my favorite work days. Guys, I would have loved to have been there to see that happen. I don't know where this woman's been, but I've never been to a gas station where employees make your coffee for you. Like, do you think she just didn't have any money and was just trying to make a scene to steal the coffee? Or are some people that entitled that they think that way? Yeah, I'm just gonna take this for free since I'm doing your job for you. <laughs> nice try, Karen. Okay, so a bit of backstory. My parents got divorced 33 years ago. At the time, they both owned several houses. When they split their assets, my mother got the home she lives in now, and my father got the home that he lives in now. Fast forward 28 years later. My father owned this business that he was looking for someone to buy it, and my sister offers to buy it from him. They agreed on the price and signed the contract. Now here's the thing. The business was actually a business that was losing customers because it's a dying industry, and my father never told my sister that. My sister is one of the hardest workers I know, and she put everything she had into the business, and nothing she was doing was working. And that wasn't because she wasn't doing the right thing, it's because the business itself was a dying medium for the industry. During the course of all this, after my father had finally retired, they got into an argument about a financial matter, in dealing with the company. My father was completely disrespectful in the way he handled it towards my sister, and he did that in front of her employees. And with that, my sister stopped talking to him at that point. So over the next couple of months, despite my sister's extensive hard work, the company goes under. My sister had to close the business after 38 years. My sister was devastated by this. She put all of her hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into this, and she also put all of her financial resources into it, which meant that she was financially ruined as well. My father was really upset, because the company he created and nurtured over 38 years has been closed. Now, because the business closed, my sister could not continue to pay my dad the payment that she was paying him for his business. She later found out that the business had already been dying. In fact, my dad had been taking money out of his own account to put into the business because he knew it was dying when he sold it to her. He literally scammed his own daughter in the sale for a lack of a better way of saying it. Now, because she stopped paying him, he decided that he was going to take her to court and sue her. Now, for context, a few years before all of this happened... My mom had gotten sick, and she had gone to the hospital, and at the time, my brother and I lived across country, and the only one who lived in the same state was my sister. My mother was afraid that if something happened to her, we wouldn't get the house, so she added my sister's name to the title as well, since my sister lived the closest. After my mom got out of the hospital, she never got around to changing it. So when my father started threatening to sue my sister, she went through all of her assets and realized that my mom's house still had her name attached to it and she switched it back over to just my mother's name. In our state, however, we have a law that if you think someone fraudulently switches an asset out of their name to avoid being sued for it, you can sue them for that asset, and it's still up to them to prove that it wasn't fraudulently transferred. So when my father decided to sue my sister, he added my mother's house to the lawsuit as one of the things he wanted. Now, he didn't sue my sister for the house that she owns in her name with her husband in a different city. He sues for a house that she hasn't lived in for over 25 years. A house that she hasn't put any money into ever in her life. Now, when he first filed the suit, I thought he was just trying to force my sister to talk to him because I couldn't imagine any parent, let alone my parents, actually suing their child. But he actually went through with it. Now, my father initially told me that he was suing for my mother's house because the lawyer told him he had to sue for all of her assets. And since my mother's house had been in her name, he had to sue for that as well. 
But then I found out that he wasn't suing her for her house. He was only suing her for my mother's house. The one he didn't get in the divorce. Now my dad's still mad that he didn't get my mom's house 33 years ago when they got divorced. That he decided to go after her house the first chance he got and it was 33 years later. Now the thing that's more messed up is when I found out he's going after my mom's house, I told him myself, Dad, if you go through with this lawsuit and you win mom's house and you take her house away from her, I will never forgive you. I'll never talk to you again, and losing me also means that you lose your grandchild, your only grandchild, so you need to think about whether or not this is worth it to you. So with that said, my entitled dad still went through with it. He still went through with it knowing that he would not only lose my sister, but me as well. He filed his lawsuit five years ago, and recently finalized everything. So the last five years, he's forced his daughter to suffer under the weight of knowing that her father A. screwed her over, B. was putting money before her and family, and C. apparently felt no real remorse or sadness to hurting his own child emotionally, mentally, and financially. My father was not only entitled, but he was selfish. He did all this because he thought he's entitled to take my mom's house after 33 years of her living there, since he couldn't get it in the divorce. The house, where she put all of her time and energy into making it a home for us kids, putting her own money into improving it and paying off the mortgage on her own as a single mother. He hasn't put a dime into that property since 1988, and yet somehow he feels that he's entitled to take it away from my mom without even caring about the damage it would do to his own children. It's not like we're outsiders and strangers, we're his biological flesh and blood, and there's no denying it because we look very similar to him. I just can't stop thinking what kind of sick monster sues their own kid. (laughs) What a crazy story guys. All because he didn't get everything from his wife in the divorce, eh? He had to come back after 33 years and destroy the family. Now personally, I think the mom should have looked at updating her will if she was so worried about the kids not getting the house if she passes or something. Not adding the daughter's name to the title. I think that would have saved the headache. Now before you guys start commenting that the daughter should be getting a lawyer and look at countersuing etc etc, OP does come back into the comments to say this. So a lot of people have said that my sister needed to do her due diligence in examining the business. My sister did examine all the business records for the last 10 years, and she even had a lawyer go over the contract with a fine-tooth comb. It wasn't a matter of her not doing due diligence. It was a matter of the business records that she was given were very different from the business records that held the actual information necessary. For the lack of a better way to say it, he cooked the books. And for those wondering the outcome, she actually did file a countersuit for him selling her a business that was unviable. She was able to prove it in court that the business was failing before he sold it to her and that the equipment he sold to her was equipment that he bought 20 years ago and was no longer usable when it came to technology of today. Also, I was pretty sure that no jury worth their salt would give him a house that my sister never put a dime into and hadn't lived in for over 25 years, especially when he wasn't going after any of her other assets. And I was right. When they got to court, my sister told the judge and jury that she didn't want anything from him in her countersuit. She didn't want money, she just wanted this to be over. Dad, however, told the court and jury that he just wanted my mother's house in lieu of the $300,000 that my sister owed him for the business. My father lost his lawsuit, and my sister won her lawsuit and was given $0, as that's what she was asking for. So he permanently lost one daughter, and the other one myself is seriously questioning whether or not I want to talk to him ever again. Over the last 10 years, I've maintained a relationship with my father. Not because it's what he wanted, but because it's what I wanted. 
Now I just don't know if that's something I want anymore. I don't know if I want to be around the kind of person that could sue his own child. Guys, if I was OP, I would definitely be cutting ties with my dad. Like, no contact forever. I wouldn't want any of my children around that man. The guy's a crooked businessman, a very spiteful ex, and also a cruel father. In my opinion, the sister should have gone full scorched earth on dad at that point. She should have countersued for so much more than zero dollars to teach dad a lesson. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I moved into a detached townhouse a few months ago. It's a rental, and I'm leasing it for a year with the option to extend that with a second year, or possibly buying the house. My driveway is right next to my neighbor's. It's big enough to fit two regular-sized cars, and halfway down my driveway, there's a path leading around my house. One side of the path is my house. On the other side is about three meters of yard, and that's mine. Now, ever since I moved in, I've been having issues with the neighbors using my driveway for parking, turning their cars, storing their other stuff, playing, etc., etc. Asking them to stop using it and keep their items on their own property hasn't worked. So I've placed a few large plants, installed a camera, and a no trespassing sign, and that helped a bit. At least the cars are gone. The last few weeks, I've been working from home, but the neighbor's kids are making that really hard. They're about 5 and 7. They're boys, and they keep ringing my doorbell multiple times a day to ask if they can play with my dog. Now, I've asked them to stop so I can work, which of course didn't work. So I asked their parents, and I was told, boys will be boys. Just leave them be, and they weren't going to do anything about it. To keep my sanity intact, I removed the battery from my doorbell. But now they keep running around my front yard, on the path around my house, and they're banging on my windows, on my doors, and they've actually tried to open the gate to my backyard this morning, as they heard me in there. So once again, I asked them to stop. I told them that I will not be allowing them to play with my dog anymore at all, if they kept this up. So they left and sent over their dad. Now, dad gets mad at me, and I told him to keep the boys off my property and my door, and if not, I'll be planting some prickly bushes to teach them to stay away from other people's properties, and then I shut the door in his face. Now, obviously, that didn't stop, so I decided to plant a wall of blackberries and raspberries at the two sides of my garden facing the driveway, about 30 centimeters from the edge, so no overhanging branches. On the other side of the wall, I planted lots of stuff like strawberries and tomatoes. To reach the tomatoes and strawberries from the driveway, you either have to go around the fruit bushes or walk up to my house, walk about 2 meters along the side of my house, 
past my windows, and then walk into my actual garden. It's not something you do by mistake. For about two weeks, it was somewhat quiet, but I still found the kids on my driveway every single day. As far as I know, they did not enter the garden, and I hadn't noticed them walking around my house anymore, so I figured the bushes were working. About a week ago, berry season started, and my bushes are now full of raspberries, and there's lots of strawberries as well. The neighbors noticed. So first, I caught the boys picking and eating the raspberries, so I told them off and dropped them off at home. I told their mom that I caught them stealing, and that I'd call the cops next time. At this, the mom huffs and she tells me to grow up, as it's just berries. After that, it was quiet, up until yesterday afternoon, when I went out for a while and came home to find the dad and his two sons right in the middle of my garden, clearing my bushes and plants. They literally picked almost all of the berries. Now, I didn't even bother confronting them. I just called the cops from a distance as they hadn't noticed me yet, and I start filming them after making the call. Luckily, two cops show up after 10 minutes or so, and they confront the neighbor as they were still picking my berries. They told them they were trespassing and that the berry picking was in fact considered stealing, and that I could press charges. Now, this was the first time that I finally noticed fear in my neighbor. He was having trouble finding his words and he kept looking back at his house, I guess hoping his wife would show up to yell at the cops. They all went inside with the cops so I went home as well. After a while, the cops came by and they asked me if I wanted to press charges. I asked them if they felt like they scared the neighbor enough to stay away. I got a small smile and a yes about him, but they told me the wife just kept shouting at them, telling the cops that I was being a little bitch living next door. I told them no for now, and asked them if I would be allowed to get an extra camera set up on the wall between my garden and the road to cover the entire front garden and driveway. They said it's allowed as long as it's on my side of the wall. So now, I'm getting an extra camera installed, and one neighbor knows that I'm done messing around. But his wife isn't there yet, and if I ever catch any of them again, the cops will be called and possible charges will follow. Now guys, those are definitely some super entitled nightmare neighbors for you. I don't know about you, but I'd be driven bonkers by the fact that I always had screaming kids on my property banging on my windows and doors, and I'm actually so surprised that it took OP catching them stealing his fruit from the bushes to then call police. Like for me, as soon as the neighbors were confronted about the trespassing and chose to do nothing about it, I'd probably have gotten the authorities involved to try to nip it in the bud. So I used to provide daycare for a number of small children in my home. Most of the kids and their parents were well known to me, my friends, or ex-colleagues. I made sure to welcome them into my home, and I believe this helped the children feel comfortable and confident. One mother, however, was a doorstep mom. She wouldn't come in when invited, didn't respond to any attempts at small talk, and only communicated the absolute necessities. Her daughter was lovely, so I was able to overlook her mother's shortcomings. Her daughter attended from 7.30am to 4pm every single weekday. Now, mom was prompt and she was always on time, if not early. So one day, 4pm rolls around and there was no sign of her. At 4.30pm, I phoned and left a voicemail. By 5pm, I had phoned several more times, texted, and gotten no reply. The phone now went straight to voicemail, so it was either switched off, dead, or in constant use. I then phoned and texted dad, with no response. There were no other family listed and no friends as emergency contacts. At around 5.30pm, I'm starting to think of calling the police. Her kid's getting tired, she's run out of food and bottles, and she's getting cranky. I'm having to rock constantly to try to calm her. At this point, it's well past 6 and dark when mom's car finally pulls up. 
Her daughter had cried herself to sleep on my shoulder, but she woke up when I opened the door and starts crying again. Now, I expected this woman to be frantic, apologetic, and even embarrassed, but I was very mistaken. She looked confused by my concern. I ask her, Hey, what happened? Are, are you okay? Is dad okay? She says, Of course. What's the matter? I tell her, You're two hours late. You didn't answer your phone. You didn't respond to my text, and dad didn't answer either. I was getting really worried that something happened to you. I almost called police. She says, Why would you call police? We had drinks after work. My phone kept going off, so I switched it off. I then say to her, And you didn't think to ask if I could care for your daughter late tonight? Or even tell me that you'd gotten held up? She then says, What's the problem? You're getting paid, aren't you? Now at this, I was fuming, mostly because I had stressed out that something awful had happened, and to meet with this utter disregard really pissed me off. I then took great pleasure in giving her a written notice a few days later to make alternative arrangements as I would no longer be willing to provide care for her daughter. Now I want to add that the term drinks is a social term, and it doesn't necessarily mean alcohol. The mom was not intoxicated, and I wouldn't have released her daughter if she was. Also, CPS don't step in unless there's a high level of chronic abuse or imminent risk. I have a lot to do with them in my current occupation. They would have only attended if I was unable to provide safe care. Or after a greater length of time, as leaving your child with an approved carer and being late returning is not considered abandonment. Guys, I hate how the women responded with, You're getting paid, aren't you? What's the matter? Well, the matter is, Karen, is that nobody knew what happened to this girl's parents as they decided that having drinks and switching off their phone for two hours is more important than picking up their daughter. Like, I get it. Sometimes parents need a break from the kid, but the couple definitely went the wrong way about it. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, we survived another episode. If you enjoyed the stories today, do hit that thumbs up. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, an insane Karen stalks OP in a grocery store thinking she's a thieving employee. It's such a crazy story, so check it out. And myself and Stevie Boy, we'll see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.